You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. Today is Friday, September the 25th. Happy Friday, everybody. Locked On Cardinals daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. Once again, I'm your host, Lucas Smith. Follow me on Twitter, LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals. We have a Cardinal win to talk about. I was pretty negative in yesterday's show. If you haven't listened, go ahead and give that a listen. Uh, but if you didn't, a quick recap, I was just kind of highlighting the offensive struggles for the Cardinals. And I wouldn't say that they totally answered the bell, but they, they got enough to win. And the, the storyline of this game, I'm not going to bury the lead. The storyline of this game is Yadier Molina and his 2000th hit. So on the show today, I will talk about that and kind of what he means to St. Louis. There are just a ton of different storylines about this 2000th hit. Um Talk about that. I will talk about the game. Talk about Dylan Carlson a little bit as he continues to impress, and talk about the postseason and preview the doubleheader that's coming up today with uh, Jack Flaherty and Ponce De Leon getting the start in those two doubleheaders. And um, you know, as as negative as I was yesterday, the, um, you know this this team is teasing me again. We'll see if I fall for it. Um, but uh, you do feel good with Jack on the mound t- tonight in the uh, in the doubleheader. So. But first and foremost, Yadier Molina, congratulations on hit number 2,000. The GOAT, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the top catchers of all time with 2,000 hits, and that is, that's quite the milestone, especially for a primary catcher. There are a lot of different storylines about um, Molina in this 2,000 hit. He's just the 12th primary catcher all-time to do it. He's the sixth Cardinal to reach that mark. Uh, other Cardinals are Stan the Man, Lou Brock, Roger Swornsby, Albert, and Eno Slaughter. Um, so Yadier Molina has been waiting for this for a while. The, the countdown has been on pretty much the whole season. You knew no matter what kind of season it was going to be, Yadier was going to get it. He, he comes up with it with uh, under a week to play. Yadier Molina is one of the greatest Cardinals of all time. There, I don't think there's any disputing that. This 2000s hit, especially as a, as a catcher, a primary catcher for 17 years, this will cement his enshrinement in Cooperstown. 2000s hit is, is an incredible milestone to reach as a catcher. I'm not sure if he'll be first ballot. I think that, you know, there's definitely some leeway there. But Yadier Molina is 100% a Hall of Famer. He has the defensive milestones to back it up. He has the moments to back it up. And now he has the 2000 hits to say, all right, he reached a milestone. Yadier Molina is a Cooperstown Hall of Famer. I don't think there's any disputing that at this point. Uh, you know, there's an obvious, he'll, obviously, no matter what happens, he'll be a Cardinal Hall of Famer right off the bat. His number's going to be retired. But, but, but this hit really does cement him as a Hall of Famer. It allows, as a, as a voter, to say, okay, what milestones did this player reach in 2,000 hits? Again, as a catcher, is huge. Think about it. In 17 seasons, he's never spent time on, on the 60-45 day uh, DLIL, whatever you want to call it. So he's pl- stayed, uh, you know, mainly healthy over the last 17 seasons. His slash line entering yesterday was 281, 333, 405. Very good fl- slash line for for a catcher. And you know, the Gold Gloves speak for themselves. All the defensive milestones as well. And it was just one of those things that we've been waiting for for a long time. Um, 
the, the last person to record his 2000th hit as a Cardinal, there's been 17, to pl- 17 different players to achieve it as a Cardinal, not have 2000 hits as a Cardinal, but achieve that milestone as a Cardinal was Carlos Beltran back in 2012. So that's pretty uh, kind of a neat little thing that two Puerto Ricans were the last two Cardinals to do it. And it's just unfortunate that um, that the fans weren't in the stands to, to see this. He would have Bush Stadium, as Dan McLaughlin talked about on the telecast, Bush Stadium would have been rocking. There would have been a standing ovation. He got a standing ovation from the players. And he, um, I just really wish fans could have been there to see that. I wish I would have been there to see that. It was really cool to see it on TV, obviously. But it was just really incredible for that to happen. And I wish fans were would be able to see it. Um, and th- this kind of has me thinking about the future of Yadier Molina. His contract is up after this season. He's made it clear to the Cardinals with a shortened season this year that he wants to play next year. And, you know, you have Andrew Kishner waiting in the wings as the next Cardinal catcher, I think. And, you know, can you really commit two more years to Molina? You also have Adam Wainwright to think about. Uh, this is his last year. I have a dream situation for everybody. This is 100%. I probably recognize that, that you know, totally you can, you know, Berate me for this all you want. This is a dream scenario for me. With the DH in play um, this year, and for what you can assume would be the next couple of years, this is totally a fan dreaming. I, I just want to hit that hard enough. If this happens, great, but I highly doubt it will. Sign Molina and Wainwright to two-year contracts after this season. And then, former Cardinal Albert Pujols, his contract is up in two years, is, is up after next year, after 2021. How cool would it be to have one last reunion year of those three guys? I know Cardinal, the, the Cardinals aren't necessarily a team to do that. They're not, you know, they, they, they sign players to win. They want to win and everything like that. And Molina, Wainwright, and Pools in two years, they might not be the best options. But that would just be super cool as a Cardinal fan to see those three players back again. Maybe you see them hit some milestones as well. Maybe Albert breaks the breaks into their home run record uh that in that year's a Cardinal. Maybe Yachty gets another couple hits. Maybe Wainwright breaks some more wins records. That would just be a really touching thing for Cardinal fans to see those three guys again in a Cardinal uniform like like it was in the good old days of the early, mid-2000s. So dream situation, but how cool would it be if that actually got to happen? Um, again, I just thought, you know, that's been on my mind recently. And with the DH coming into play in the National League, you never know, it could happen. Um but that, that's a dream situation that, that I have um, as, as a Cardinal fan and as an Albert Yachty and um, Wainwright fan. So enough of my dreaming. Um, once again, congratulations to Molina. Before I uh, talk about the upcoming series, I do want to talk about yesterday's game. Dylan Carlson is really impressing. He has turned it around since his uh, recall up to the major league level. He had another home run tonight. 105 miles per hour off the bat, a launch angle of 41 degrees. 380 feet was the distance. It was a high, towering blast. Um, he was on the day, he was 2 4. Also had an opposite field double, so he's showing that he has power to all fields. Um, he did strike out once looking. I thought the pitch was a little bit inside. Um, but Carlson gets the average above 200. He's at 202, and he just continues to really, really impress as a St. Louis Cardinal. So I've been. It, it, it's good to see that because the um, the uh, outfield production has been few and far between, as we talked about. So I like the fact that Carlson was hitting. You know, as a whole, Cardinals had nine hits. Great. One thing I am not impressed with, and that I will talk about, with all the positives with with Malia and Carlson and everything going on, and and Kim pitched really well. That's great. You, 
But one for 16 with runners in scoring position. One for 16. They left 11 runners on base. Of all the positives, that's great. Those positives are good positives. I'm not trying to take away from that. I just don't want to lose these things that the Cardinals still need to work on. One for 16. I mean, the first inning was just typical St. Louis. Leadoff walk to Wong. He's gifted second and third base on an air and a wild pitch. And Edmund Goldschmidt and Carpenter strike out, strike out, strike out. That can't happen. You have to put the ball in play. You, you, you just have to. That, that's so frustrating as a team when, when you're gifted that runner on first base and then you're gifted again by him allowing to go to second and third. And then he, the only reason he moved was because of errors on the other side. That, that can't happen. A 1-for-16 definitely can't happen. You're not going to win many games 1-for-16. I know that the Cardinals somehow keep finding a way to do that because they're pitching, but, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, you can, you're going to go to the well too many times. Excuse me. You're going to go, you're going to go to the well too many times if you keep relying on that. But Kim, I thought, was really good yesterday. Bounced back after a rough start in his previous outing. Five innings, just a one-earned run. He did walk two, which kind of get, put him in a little bit of trouble there in the fifth. He struck out three. And then beyond him, the bullpen was really, really good. I thought Alex Reyes pitched okay in the inning that he came in to relieve Cabrera. Ran ran into some trouble in that second inning of work for his in the ninth. But Gallegos, Cabrera, Miller all pitched really well. Miller gave up the hit, but then struck out the next two batters. He saw big, big signature win for St. Louis, I think. Um, you know, you... You can nitpick a little bit, like I talked about, with runners in score position and the 11 runners left on base. But And also one thing, you only have two extra base hits, and they're both by Dylan Carlson. This team just is not slugging very well. And you know you can, you can live without hitting home runs as long as you're still scoring runs. Cardinals aren't really doing that a whole lot. Uh, you, know, you know, you you look at recent teams that have had success all the way the team that comes to mind to me is Kansas City back in 2014 and 16. I think they were last or bottom third of the league in home runs both those years and went to the World Series. So it's doable, definitely, but you still need to be scoring runs. And I just, I don't, I I love this pitching staff. I just don't want to test it too much and then have it falter in the playoffs. I think this offense still needs to find a way to step up. But all in all, Cardinals have two games above 500 um, and, and the playoffs are super close. You know, you only have four games left in three days. So um, coming up in, in just a moment, I will discuss the playoff picture. Got some scenarios to go through with you guys, and it's going to be an exciting, exciting finish down the stretch. So uh, talk about that coming up in just a moment. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports have had a break, your businesses did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our great listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more qualified candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September the 30th. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before, with 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. 
They have six new flavors, incredible ones, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, just to name a few. Twelve original flavors as well feature some incredible ones, like coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, and mint brownie. Once again, that's just a taste of the original flavors. They're soft and easy to chew, partly because they're covered in 100% chocolate, which is one of my favorite things about them. Even though they're covered in chocolate, Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight with the same time as indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Right now, while supplies last, you get a free cooler with your purchase of Bilt Bar. You get a Bilt Bar... Uh, package and a free cooler. That's a win-win for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a $10 off your next order. Once again, that's promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Cardinals currently sit at 28 and 26 heading into the weekend, and the postseason is not clinched. It's nothing, not guaranteed at all, but it's starting honestly to look more and more likely with the way that the Chicago Cubs have been playing. Um, talk about some some of the, some of that as well as uh, the, the rest of this series. But um, once again, today's Friday, so I won't be back on the podcast until Monday. So if you have any questions about the weekend series, be sure to email the show LockedOnCards at gmail.com or uh, tweet uh, at LO underscore Cardinals, respond to a post on LO underscore Cardinals on the Instagram page, or tweet me, LJFastball. We'd love to discuss some of your guys' questions on the show on Monday as I recap the series and maybe preview a series, a postseason series. Maybe I'll preview the Detroit Tigers series because the Tigers might uh, have to play the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, we will find all of that out. Uh, but right now, with the way that everything ends on Thursday night, last night the uh, Cardinals sit firmly in the fifth position. Um, the number five seat, it feels weird to talk about seating um, with more than just four in a postseason. Um, cause with the expanded playoffs, the Cardinals are the fifth seed. Behind them is Miami. Cincinnati and San Francisco. Cardinals will play San Diego if the postseason started today. Phillies are a half a game out. The Brewers are now a game out when you look at uh, the postseason standings. So they're now completely out of the picture. Uh, and, and the Cubs have lost three straight. They just lost three out of four to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals are only two and a half games out of the division lead. This just got really interesting. I mean, I know I, I'm negative about the Cardinals' offensive uh, performances, and I think I'm right so and at the end of the day, this team is not a regular postseason team, but it's 2020, anything can happen, and anything is happening, as the Cardinals are just two and a half back of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, if you want more on the Cubs, go listen to Locked On Cubs with, with Sean Sears. I'm sure he'll give you his more educated opinion on it, but my outside opinion is that the Cubs pl- players, who they're paying a lot of money, just aren't hitting, uh, and th- their pitching is kind of faltering. They've, they've lost three. They're five and five in their last ten, so I mean... They're really leaving the door open, and they play the White Sox this weekend. Every team that's in contention does not have an easy road. Cardinals and Brewers play each other. Uh, as I, I hope you know that by now. The <laughs> I'm sure you do because you're all pretty smart. The Reds play at Minnesota. That's not an easy task. And the Cubs go on the weekend playing at the White Sox. That's not an easy task. So 
whoever really comes out of this, you know, the strength of this, you can talk about strength of the schedule as the whole, but the strength of the schedule this weekend for all the teams is very high. And the Cardinals have a lot of different scenarios if depending on what the Reds do with Minnesota and depending on what the Cubs do. Here are some situations. This article that I uh, read, um, give credit to uh, Derek Gould, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Um, great, he, does, he does great stuff, but I do want to read the postseason scenarios. So the Cardinals win five. So if they win their, ne- their, their next four, they, and they finish 32-26, and 26, and they will only go to Detroit to win the division if the Cubs go 2-2 two and two or go worse. Um, and then, so really now, with the Cubs losing yesterday, uh, yesterday on Thursday, if the Cubs go one and two, then they'll go. Um, if the Cardinals just win four in this series, then they'll finish thirty-one and twenty-seven. Then the Reds have to sweep the Twins to finish ahead of St. Louis. Cubs will, would have to go two, uh, two and two to assure the title. These are all as of coming into play yesterday. If the Cardinals win three of this series, they'll finish thirty twenty-eight. Reds go two and one against the Twins to finish ahead of St. Louis. Um, if the Cardinals win two, they'll be 29-29. Brewers 30-30. and Reds must keep one and two to keep pace. And then off to Detroit, the Cardinals would go unless all three of the Brewers, Reds, and Cardinals are in the playoffs. If the Cardinals win just one game, which I hope that yesterday wasn't the only game they won, they'll be 28-30. and The Brewers would be 31-29. and Reds can lose all three games in Minnesota and have a game on the Cardinals until they go to Detroit. And if the uh, other scenario doesn't matter because they already won. So those are the scenarios. With the Cubs losing and how they're playing, the division is well within reach for St. Louis if, if they can take care of business and and, and uh, you know play well these next couple days. And that all starts with today's first game at 4:15, and Cardinals have Jack Flaherty on the mound. Flaherty's coming off his best start of the season on Sunday against the Pirates. He was electric, struck out 11, and he was really good. Like I said, best start of the season. The Cardinals need that Jack Flaherty to show up. The Cardinals need the right jack on the mound. They cannot have the Flaherty that pitched against Milwaukee last time when he gave up nine earned runs. They need the electric, the sharp, the Cy Young caliber, the no-hit caliber Jack Flaherty to show up today, and the Cardinals then can really set themselves up for a doubleheader sweep. But it all starts, like it started yesterday with Kim, it all starts with Jack. Flaherty needs to be sharp, and he needs to step up, and I think that he will for St. Louis um, and as of now, this recording, uh, Brewers have not released a Game 1 starter. Game 2 starters uh, not been released from Milwaukee, but Ponce de Leon will pitch against um, the Brewers in Game 2. On three games, three days rest, uh, de Leon allowed two runs and in five innings, struck out nine in um, the Pirates in Game 2 of the doubleheader last week. Um, so his last start was the 18th, so he'll be getting some uh, more regular rest this time, so... With with the way Ponce de Leon has been pitching, if Flaherty can do what he needs to do in Game 1, then all of a sudden you feel really good about a sweep because of the way Ponce de Leon has been pitching. I wouldn't have said that two weeks ago, but Ponce de Leon has answered every single one of my questions with his last number of starts. He doesn't have a win. His ERA is 5-7. That's not good. I understand that. But his last three starts, the last two starts especially, um, have been, I guess, no, just his last two starts. The last two starts have been really good. Against Milwaukee on the 14th, six innings, nine strikeouts, two earned, four hits. Uh, just gave up the one home run to Jerko. And like I said last time out, struck out nine Pirates in five innings. So the Cardinals are relying on their pitching like they've done all year. If Ponce de Leon and Jack Flaherty can show up today, then you have to feel good about the chances of a Cardinal sweep in the doubleheader. And, you know, 
chances are with a sweep, then you're setting yourselves up really good for a postseason uh, clincher soon and a division clincher as well. But that all remains to be seen, and there's reason you play the games. So Cardinals need to fix some of their offensive struggles. I understand that. But um, with this team, it starts with, with the pitching. And if Flaherty and Punch Leon can pitch well, then you feel good about your chances. I feel like I'm repeating myself, so I'll wrap it on up. Um, first pitch, 415. I work at the radio station again tonight um, on Friday, so I'll be tweeting a little bit here and there, uh, but but not as usual. I'll still have the, the stream up, but i got to work at the station, so my Twitter might not be as active as usual. But I will be sure to watch both games tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday um, because it's going to be an exciting time. These next couple weeks are going to be very, very, very exciting um, and it's going to be dramatic for sure. Once again, my name is Lucas Smith. The Twitter names at LJ Fastball is mine. LO underscore Cardinals is the shows. That's also the show's Instagram, lockedoncards at gmail.com with comments, complaints, or concerns for the email. And I will answer any questions on the show Monday. So I will talk to you Monday. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay well, have a great day. We'll